Blog Talk Radio. The Marketing Technology Blog Radio Show with Douglas Carr, founder of the Marketing Technology Blog and author of Corporate Blogging for Dummies, Online Marketing Strategies, Web, Search, Social, Email, Mobile, News, Tips, Tricks, and Best Practices from actual marketers, search professionals, and social media experts. Actual. Actual. Not fake ones. Are you, an, ones. Are you an actual marketer, Doug Carr? <laughs> <laughs> I just pretend to be one at work. Hi, everybody. It's Friday. We're going to have some fun today. We got uh, we have drunk people in the lounge. So. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we better close the door so the neighbors don't. Thanks. So, hello everybody. Welcome to the show. We are celebrating. Um, we're, I guess we're celebrating. Jen, why are we celebrating? Because our guest quit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so we had a guest cancel. We had a guest cancel at the very last second. Literally, like what two days ago? Like, yeah. So we scrambled all week, and and you know what? There is a lot to talk about. So. Um, so I figured we could just have a best of and kind of talk through the shows that we've had, the guests that we've had, maybe talk through some books that we've read, the um, tools that we're using, things like that. What do you think? Sounds great to me. Good. And we'll get uh, we're going to get Kevin Mullet on the line too. So it's uh, wait, what did he say? Oh yeah, he said I'm gonna I'm gonna add him right now. Matter of fact. Sounds good. So, so Kevin. Talk- Let's talk about the best shows. Let's talk about the shows that were memorable to you, Doug. Uh, you know what? Um, there, there was there was plenty of them. I, I got to say, Scott Strauss was uh, was a really really good one. I, Scott I, Stratton. Scott Stratton, thank you. Oh yeah, man, I, yeah. This, <laughs> I, I, I'll I never forget. I'll never <laughs> forget that Scott. What's his name? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> uh oh, we're hearing an echo. Turn down your turn down your television set there, Kevin. Oh no, he's gonna go video. He's gonna blow us out of the water like we do all the time. You can turn off the video. We'll just go radio centric, buddy. There we go. You just say he has a face for radio. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. How's it going, Kevin? <laughs> it's going. <laughs> welcome welcome to the show. <laughs> Nothing like finding out last minute, Doug. <laughs> so what what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> You're our guest today. <laughs> You're our guest today. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. Well, the weather's crappy. Yeah, that's true. Oh. We're uh, <laughs> let's get away from the weather. So you so Doug Thies just asked about favorite guests on the show. I think um, Star. What was her last name? Star Hall. Star Hall. Um, Scott Stratton and uh, Mari Smith, probably Mari my favorite. Great. Yeah, I, you know, on my list would also be the Aura Brush guys. Yeah, the Aura Brush guys were really funny too. One. Yeah, that was a good one. They were, they were really. I liked uh, Kukrul. I mean, you know, out of all the guests that you had on, he really kind of motivated me to think about why in the world I haven't uh, authored a book, even even if if it's a self-published one. 
Yeah, we were just talking about that. Doug Thies is, is going to work on his own, too. He motivated me. I'm in process right now on an idea I've had for about five years. He really lit me up, too, Kevin. So here, I'll ask you guys a question on that because I've got an evil idea on that. So, of course, you know, Marketing Tech Blog is up to, like, over 2,500 blog posts. And I have, like, this index, this skeleton table of contents that I for a book, for an ebook. But I don't know that I'm going to have time anytime soon to get it done. So I was literally thinking about just getting a copywriter. And I was just going to give them all the blog posts, all the topics, and basically say, can you finish this for me? And then put my name on it and put it on the ebook. Do you think that's that's terrible? Not particularly. Evil? No, not evil. We did most of the work. Not evil. Not evil. Not terrible, but not evil. How about you, Kevin? Um, I, I, for me personally, I have this real particular thought process where I don't want my name associated with anything I didn't actually write. Not that it wouldn't be edited and corrected, because Lord knows if it just went out as I wrote it, it would be horrible. Right. But um, yeah, so, but that I think that's a very personal thing, and I I think that could come into ghostwriting which we could spend an entirety of a show talking about and still not agree on. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, the the basics is I'm great at I well, I think I'm I think I'm I've mastered blogging, you know, but but blog posts are very much different than, you know, writing an ebook and writing something that is, you know, steps you through a long process um like what I want to write about. So I just think getting a copywriter might be a might be a good move. Maybe but thanks thanks for blowing it for me, Kevin. Never mind. Well, <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it's just me, Doug. So people ignore for me all the time. So you might as well go ahead and do the same. Uh, <laughs> I an editor. Yes, an call editor. it something different. It's somebody who is assisting you in accumulating your thoughts into a coherent uh, channel. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm really looking for is to take stuff that I've already written, you know, and more match it up and put it into a series. And I'll, I'll tell you the idea is just, I think I think um, every time we have a lunch and learn, every time we have a company in here where we're talking about SEO and WordPress and stuff, um, every time someone walks away and goes, I didn't know that. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that you could do that. And so I was just thinking about writing literally the ultimate guide to optimizing WordPress you know, and not just for search, but for conversions as well, because I think there's a, a distinctive difference there too. I think you just named it. I didn't know that about WordPress. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, nobody's listening today. He gets a free <laughs> autographed copy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Harry, are you going to write a book? Well, I, you know, it, it sounds intriguing, but I don't have anything in particular in mind. If I had a, you know, we're going to challenge myself to do something, it'd be a, a smaller bite, and that would be to do more blogging in the year ahead. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, I look back at the last, you know, year that you've been working with us and, and think there's a lot of stuff that you could put in a book that, you know, about these crazy Jerks that try to start their own business, you know. You could write a book about that, Doug Ka. Yeah. <laughs> not, not about, I wasn't talking about me. I'm sane. <laughs> Everyone else. Everybody else. But. An assertion, an assertion does not make it so, Doug. <laughs> nice. nice. How about you? You gonna write a book, Adam? 
Well, you, you know, my, my wife's kind of mad at me because I, I went home really jazzed about that uh, that that uh, show and tell her that it just, you know, the opportunity in my mind just is sets, sets you spinning because the, uh, the, you know, the branding opportunity, the authority that you can create with it, and yeah. then the opportunity if, if, you know, you get really lucky and, and get a book that takes off to make a little bit of money on the side too. So from a branding authority and marketing perspective, I think it's just an incredible idea, not even from a financial perspective. So yeah, I'm, I'm jazzed about it. And, that's something that I, I, I want to do, and I've got ideas. You know, like I seem to recall the guy saying, you know, put out 30 or 40 pages. Hell, I can write 30 or 40 pages on five or six different topics. That you write that much code uh, in the night. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, so so yeah, I think that it's a it's a beautiful idea, and it's one that I want to pursue. I just got to work it. Well, you know, this year. it seems like you know you're you're the same as us too. There's there's things that we're constantly telling our clients and. Pushing right. them to do well, you know. Yeah. Imagine yours, you know the, you know the pocket guide to real estate marketing or something. Well, yeah. and, and you could even, I, I was even thinking about narrowing it down even further. You know, real estate marketing, Twitter marketing for realtors, right? Yeah. And you know, thirty or forty pages, because you know, honestly, and they only uh, have to be one hundred and forty characters or less. The page. Yeah,
look up Brian Tuttero, B Tuttero, and give That's him right. a plus K for camel. So <laughs> number one, baby. Nobody knows one. more about camel more than Brian on cloud. <laughs> Most influential. Yeah. On cloud for camel. That in vocabulary, right? And vo- right. Well, I'm number two on vocabulary. You're number two on vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there you go. What what showed up is how, how how about the rest of you? What has showed up on a cloud topic that that was on your page that you didn't realize? Like you, you wondered where it came from. Oh man. Um, well, my I have been like watching it for like, over a year. Yeah. Know, on and off. And there was one time that I logged on there. And they they had a big deal about your who was influencing you for a while. It's not quite as big now as it used yeah. to be. But um, I went on there once, and it said Jenny Johnson High Five was an influencer of mine. And I don't know if you follow her Twitter account. No. But I guarantee you, nothing that ever comes out of her mouth would be anything I would ever retweet ever in my life. <laughs> nice. What are you what are you getting at? Um she has a filthy Twitter account. Uh, uh, <laughs> hilarious but filthy. I would never retweet. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. So you don't want to trail it. Really it's like they were like in my head. <laughs> that's that's uh maybe they know you better than you think. Right, exactly. That's, exactly. That's, but that is kind of a problem, right? You it, know, was, that, that, it was. That you can't you so can't even my follow someone. My professional yeah. brand, I would right. never have wanted to yeah. have her showing up there. Yeah. Ever. Wow. Uh, and you you wow. weren't retweeting her, obviously. I never retweeted anything. I never messaged her, never nothing. But you I just followed I followed her, her the, week, the week prior, though. And she has, like, probably thirty or 40,000 followers. Huh. So her being, she's a huge influencer. So yeah. You do retweet her stuff. But I thought, uh, So me know, following her was like, oh, well, she's an influencer. You're following her. You must like her. That's interesting, though, isn't so it? Just popped it? That's through. kind it of a there flaw. For, it was there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that in a good six months where something popped up, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, yeah, that was pretty early on. So you haven't been to clout in the last six months, Mom, is what you're <laughs> saying. I have. It's, that could be a whole show, It seems Kevin. to be doing another nosedive. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, or right it's just now. me. Um, it might just... It's, so I shouldn't put my clout score on my resume? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your cloud score well, is your resume. Well, are you going to be uh, replying as a camel herder or... <laughs> right? <laughs> camel, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Hey, Don't even try. I'm number one. Don't even try on camel. I'm not. I'm just saying, if you're going to be a camel herder, it might not be a bad idea. I don't think it's a herder. I think it's a, a well, camel vocabularian. Right. <laughs> Can I just help? Since Jen's not chiming in here, Uh-oh. for the quality for the quality sake of the show, can we talk about something other than clout? I got a oh, 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 oh. talk about clout. No, no, I'm saying Jen. Since Jen didn't help rein this in, I mean, let's let's stop the clout madness before. Your job. I mean, it's hard it's gone too far. Well, you know, here we go. Wait, but but let's close out. Okay. I'll close out Clout by saying this. Best of the year is I think Clout by far obviously had the biggest impact from people kind of monitoring whether they were doing better or worse on, on social. The interesting thing to me is next year is because it looks like there's about 11 Clout competitors, yeah. competitors that are that are starting to grow in momentum. So and they're all approaching it in different ways. And I think what we're going to end up is kind of like yep. a, an amalgamation of all of them combined yep. because all of them have flaws. Yeah, all absolutely. of them do some great things, mention certain things, yeah. and they completely suck at certain yeah. at certain other things. So great we'll combination to get something better. Twitterizer, Peer Index, Empire App, which Harrison just mentioned in the the chat there. You know, we need to put that on. 
on our uh, the stock price on your resume as well. Um, you know, <laughs> right. cloud, cloud. But but here's here's the thing that gets me on on cloud. Since and now I'm going to perpetuate it is yeah, is which no more I believe they just closed the topic out. <laughs> since they're the standard of influence by their own admission, which standard are we referring to? The last couple of weeks, the the prior weeks to that, or months ago? Which now. which score was correct? We're to right now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Score right now. So we're at now now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we lost Doug. He's he's out browsing the internet. Right. Yeah, I was actually he's looking at his cloud score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I, I, I was actually going to call him. <laughs> he was. I don't know what you did. The answer to the question, is there anything I've been, you know, marked for that Man, is out is there? No, no. No? Okay. He is way behind. Yeah, it's because his Kindle Fire's keyboard is so small <laughs> that I can't type accurately on it, or because you can't see. So we'll we'll segue into books, and I'll you know I'll share with you that uh, Doug one of the the thieves the the book that's probably had the most influence on me this year is one you introduced me to the Jill Conrath book Snap Snap Selling Snap Selling that you know I've read it many you know many books over the course of the year was back in January you recommended that and and that is the book I've gone back to again and again. What 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 about it? What says so SNAP? Tell us the acronym, Harry, for SNAP. Okay. S N A P. Well, I'll, you know, probably the the more succinct thing would be to say that you know her um, the theory of the case that she says is you know things are going at, at such a quick pace today that every time you make contact with a company, you need to be adding value. That, you know, if you're making a call, you're sending an email, everything you knew needs to add value because people don't have time for chit-chat, for, you know, for anything else. And, and this is the environment we're living in, and this is how, you know, you need to, you know, adapt that you know don't expect people to return your calls don't expect people to return your emails i mean this is you know this is where we are today and how how to succeed in that environment is kind of the essence of the book i like her stuff she's an early self-publisher too she's kind of one of the uh groundbreaking self-publishers so but but it's basically from a selling standpoint it's sales every time you call on a well, I mean, it, it purports to be sales, but I, you know, a guy came to me a couple of months ago who is out of work, you know, got laid off from a large company, and, and I said, before you start trying to make resumes and contact people, you need to read this book, and he, he you know, it applies to anything, but yeah. it, it it is kind of oriented towards sales, but it, it applies to anything. And this guy who has been, you know, who, who's trying to find a job, says that th- that's the most helpful resource that he's had to help him in his job search. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I and I haven't read the book, but I, I want to now. But the the thing with us is, we say it to to even our partners, you know, that we we have these back end conversations when we're talking about our clients, you know, and, and 
what always the fear point for me is when we're not providing value. And and I don't mean value as in the long term because we're doing a lot of things for companies that they're not going to see the result of it for six months or maybe a year. But that's too long for expectations for a client. Right. So we had we had a tough conversation today with a client where they're two months into a six month to a six month engagement and they're already worried about you know the value. And and the good thing was we were already scrambling to get them additional resources and everything else that would help them with this. But it's what I keep telling people is even if you have this one year project and your deadline is a year from now, every single month, every single week you better be doing something where you're helping and providing yep. value to them. If if you're not, you, someone else would, you know, for one thing. But but um, people, I think the other part of that is that you can't go out and buy that. You can't put an RFP out for a, a, someone that's helping you. <laughs> you know, there's there's we had a guy in here yesterday that he wants a quote and he wants a he wants an inventory of. How many blog posts? How many of this? How many of that? How many, you know? And I told him I was like, I don't, I have no idea. I don't know how it's going to go in a month. You know, if uh, if we need more, we'll do more. If we need less, we'll do less and and put the resources somewhere else. And uh, and he just he couldn't get it. He couldn't understand it. And it's because he what he wanted to do was shop. You know, he wanted right. to go to each vendor, get well, a he, shopping he, he, list. He was marketing. Or, or, you're right. He was shopping. Yeah, get a shopping saying, list. Okay, you know. Uh, I'm going to get this. He was trying to quantify it like and that. And it's because he didn't to... realize that there was other value that we tried to bring. Right. He wasn't looking. Yeah. For, he was He was looking for a perceived value based on right. dollar amount as opposed to a perceived value based on results. Yeah. And, and I, think it goes, I think it goes slightly past that is these people have been conditioned to pricing structures like that because they receive a tangible or a known service. Yeah. Period. So when you when you get your cable, you're purchasing it for that month, and you know you will get you know hopefully service for that. When you go to an advertising agency, they said well, we're going to create three uh, thirty second commercials for you and five print pieces and uh, you know twenty thousand brochures that will get thrown in the trash, and then here you go, and and now you can tangibly say yes, I received that. Yeah, it's. It's a good point. I mean, a lot of people are just simply trying to uh, put metrics on it because they're trying to cover their, you know, justify their decisions, cover their asses. I mean, if if you want to look at it from a negative perspective. Well, and, and well the, the, the other piece of that, too, though, is that not only are they trying to cover their asses, they're trying to make sure that, you know, they're going to get something for what they pay out of what they're paying because, you know, I'm sure you've seen plenty of people out there that claim to know what they're doing. They're oh, social yeah. media experts and, or whatever you want to call them, and next thing you know, you know, I've given you $10,000 and I got nothing out of it. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even go through and, and optimize my site. You didn't. Well, well you, you know what I'm saying? The, so so it's, a, it's an attempt to combat, you know, these charlatans out there. Yes. Um, as well as, you know, price shopping itself. So. There's some charlatans, you know, and then there's also some that culturally really and truly feel that every time they provide value, it should come at a cost. Right. And so they they really and truly feel that if they're giving information for free, they're doing their business a disservice. And I I say it's just the opposite. We someone in the chat room, True True, uh, I don't know who True True is, um, but but they said to be successful in marketing, 
one must create and distribute content that has value and the potential to be profitable for others. I really like that, others, because that is. That's what marketing is. And then he said, uh, plus it empowers them to become your brand's ambassador, which is really important as well. And that's that, you know, there's people that have obviously become, you know, my business couldn't, you know, couldn't do without, you know, the group of people sitting around me right now. I, I, I wouldn't be in business if it wasn't for you guys. So, you know, the other side of it that I wanted to say was when that vendor gets called on the carpet for, let's say, not making results, you know, that six months in things didn't work. If he was invaluable to that person that entire time, it's a lot easier a conversation because it's, yeah, you know, we really need to keep you on. You've been just helping us in all these amazing other things. And, and a company will fight to keep a vendor on or, you know, a, 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 even a client on, you know, um, if they're bringing value to that organization. But if you're not, then it's an easy call. Hey, you didn't make goal, you're out of here, you know. So I think it's, I think it's you know, everybody should be thinking about that nowadays. Let's let's take a break and then Kevin, I heard you chime. So let me uh we'll take a break and come back and and listen to your words of wisdom. So here's a ad from Slingshot. Searching for a bigger online footprint? Slingshot SEO, helping deserving brands achieve growth through internet searches. A passion to maximize the science of search translates into action plans for deserving brands like yours. Shaping online conversations about your business and making your business more visible to search engines. Slingshot SEO, digital relevance for deserving brands. Visit SlingshotSEO.com for more information or call 888-603-7337. Let them know you heard about them on the Marketing Technology Blog. Into, uh, so, so I was going to lead into that earlier, but yeah, that's cool. So, so uh, Doug Thies, you brought a you bought a Kindle. I I bought a Kindle Fire, but but before we talk about the Kindle Fire, I really want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about your change of heart, and uh, you know you. I'll say that you put Android up on a little bit of a pedestal in the I did. past number of months, mm-hmm. I did. and just recently you picked up an iPhone 4S. Is that I right? did. I did. T- tell us a little bit about that, Doug. All right. So, uh, so truth, truth be told. Um, Thank God. Yeah. yeah so, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, there's a couple things about. about oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> there's a couple things about the iPhone that have been kind of digging at me for a while now. One, one Siri, I've heard. Uh, not just a few of my friends saying literally they're 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 having a affair with their phone kind of that that they just don't, wouldn't know what they did without it. Siri I, understands me. Yeah, and so I I uh, y- you guys know I've been you know I've talked to people about it. I constantly check my phone when I'm driving. 
constantly. Now, not when I'm... You should try riding with him. <laughs> no, not when I'm in traffic and everything else, but every yeah, stoplight, every stoplight, every stop, you know, everything else. And and, and I do think it's it takes your focus off the road, obviously. And we've seen tons of stats already, how many people are dying a year, you know, from, from texting and everything else. So I thought perhaps, you know, Siri would help me with that. And and so far, so good there. Um, so it can read your text, mes- text messages. It can make phone calls for you. It doesn't understand me. Either that or I have way too many people in my address book. It is constantly saying, you know, someone that I didn't call out, you know, to call and everything else. And sometimes I feel like throwing it out the freaking door. So You need more John Smith. All of the glowing, glowing accuracy things about Siri, personally, I haven't seen it yet. If I say, set a reminder for me tomorrow at 9 o'clock to call Doug Thies, perfect. But if I say, um, you know, call Jason Smith, you know, it, it all of a sudden, did you mean Jane Smith? How many no, people? I meant Jason Smith. Did you mean Janet Smith? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, and there's nothing more frustrating than repeating to a voice, you know, to a, to a computer. Um, so I've had kind of mixed reviews. Now, the other pieces is, the other pieces that I was after were I, I have been with Android for so long now, I know it inside now, I wanted to kind of get a feel for iPhone and see, am I, am I truly missing out or aren't I from a user interface standpoint? Well, you had one, didn't you, early on? No, my my daughter had one, not me. So you had an iPod Touch. Is that what you had? I had. Well, I, I've I've I, yeah, I've had iPod Touches, and I have an iPad and everything else. Here's what I'll say: is um, one thing, I, I am totally enamored with the bigger screen on the Android. I wish iPhone had a bigger screen. I know you were talking to me about that. They designed it so that your thumb could reach from Side corner side, to corner, yeah. Right, yeah. which in my, in with me comes in really handy because I have a broken thumb from high school or whatever, and when I would really reach with Android, I would literally mm-hmm. hurt my, right. <laughs> hurt my thumb. Right, right. So I'm I'm liking that. the The other thing that I'll say is, there's, um, some of the applications are just way better. Um, the yeah. design of them, the way that they work is more intuitive. What, what would be an example? Um, uh, I I think um, mail versus Gmail. Um, I loaded up Gmail on iPhone and it and it kind of sucked. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but mail does a really good job, you know, connecting to Google Apps. I thought the Google Apps integration would be the lifeblood of this, um, but now iPhone's caught up. All my stuff is synced. My contacts are synced. My calendar's synced. Mm-hmm. So I'm not having any problems there keeping up uh, with that. It's uh, surprisingly, I'm using social media a lot more on the iPhone than I was on Android. Twitter is freaking... Why? Twitter is so baked into iOS that literally, you know, I can open it and do a tweet or or Siri a tweet, you know, um, out out in a second. And it's baked in with the camera, integrated with the camera, mm-hmm. and everything else. So uh, it's it just seems a lot a lot better from that standpoint as well. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's definitely a, a a smoother experience. You know, I, I just recently went to the iPhone as well, and 
coming from Android, love the Android. Uh, the, the one thing I would say about the iPhone that I find interesting is that it's um, it's a simpler interface. You know, on the Android, I could dig in and pull up all sorts of technical gadgets. And being being a technical guy, you know, I like to dig in. I, I code. I like to get into the hardware and all that stuff. But I find that the uh, the iPhone just doesn't have all that stuff. Sometimes I almost feel like it's too simple to use. What too is easy, it's very simple? simple. Um, but the other side of it is that uh, I, I've not been as uh, enamored with uh, Siri as a lot of people have been. Yeah. But besides that, the performance of the iPhone is just incredible it's compared to the, the S is anything fast. I've ever Holy used. Crap. Any other phone, the performance is just incredible. When I actually, you know, I, I don't have to wait on it. it it's kind of like the PC. You know, you get to a point where you have to wait on the PC to do anything. My Android was the same way. Whereas with the iPhone 4S, it's just it's there. It's I, I was having a problem with my phone, and this is really what led me. I look for any excuse to change phones, though. Mm-hmm. But but what was really pissing me off was um, between my drive 20 minutes from work I would have to go into airplane mode twice to get back on to Verizon. I have no idea why. Hmm. I I heard that other people have had that problem too but literally I would go from 4G LTE down to 1 and then I wouldn't come back and so I'd put in an airplane mode disconnect, reconnect and I'd be back in four. And then I'd get home, I'd have to do it again. And so I'm doing this every single day back and forth. Finally, I just got sick and tired of it. Now, now here's my thing where I almost threw the iPhone out the window last night, is I bought the expensive, cool headphones with it. It never answers the phone right with these headphones. I said Are they that, Apple products? Are they an Apple product, or are they a third party? I, it's a third party. So, so I... I uh, I answer it with, by pressing the button on it, yeah, right. and it goes to speakerphone, and then it mutes the mic. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there talking, and the, and and then I unplug it, and it's like it goes just the opposite. It puts right. it to headphone. Like I'm, so, like I literally called. Like you have a bad headset. I, I called a friend of mine last night, Wendy, and she finally stopped answering the phone. She was like, "I don't. He must just be screwing with me." So I, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just the headphones, but they drove me freaking nuts. So to change those. Wow, interesting those. story. Did you? Was there anything on Android you were trying to get away from? I mean, was it? The, it sounds like you had some hardware problems, but it was, was a, it? It was starting to slow down. I think uh, a little bit. I think I probably could have done a fresh install and you know wiped it out and got everything back. Um, but uh, you know, it, when it, I have so many, like my contacts, I have. How many? Probably 2,000 contacts, um, which is ridiculous. And and so on Android, when I would open contacts, mm. <laughs> it would not that it's opening all of them, but for some reason, like it would like I sit there for two minutes until I could search. Sounds like it was opening all of them. May, maybe. Right. Um, but but uh, I, you know, we, I'm not having that problem on this at all. Cool. So. Pretty cool. <laughs> Harrison said, "Control Alt Delete." <laughs> did you read the articles? Uh, speaking of phones, did you read the articles uh, out of Tech Republic yesterday that said uh, if the Windows Phone would have been rebranded to the X Phone, it probably would have sold more. Great, great interface, but it suffered from being Windows. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I, I, 
I got to play with uh, with the Windows Phone, the new Nokia Windows Phone. Yes. Which is so so you know the iPod Touch, mm-hmm. um, how it's rounded, yeah. and that you know aluminum. That's the way they built this phone. It's literally like just that oval kind of shape to it, and um, the, the interface is absolutely spectacular. Uh, lightning fast, and then the way Windows works is you have basically parallel OSs. You have the tiled, where you can scroll on the tiled, but if you can't find it, you just swipe to the right, and you get like a folder tree method. It's a brilliant, brilliant user interface design. Like, the thing, you probably have the same problem on iPhone, looking for that stupid icon that you're, you know, the app app that you use once a month you're going back and forth, and finally you go to search and find it, right. you know? And uh, and I just thought, man, that's awesome. So it's tiled in order of usage. So the apps that you use the most are always at top. So it's always changing, depending on what apps mm-hmm. you're using. And then on the right, it's alphabetical. So, man, you just sit there and just smoke through it. I totally agree. If they if they would have disguised that and put an apple on the back of it, they would have had to call it something else because they had that the <laughs> yeah. Windows Mobile list. I had a um, a trio running Windows Mobile for years, and it was a, it was like having a PC. Yeah, yeah. Couple couple times a day, you'd be like, okay, it doesn't want to work anymore. I need to reset it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Let me reboot. Well, and, that, you know, the topic of the article was that if it if they called it anything but Windows, I totally agree. More. I absolutely agree. It is a spectacular operating system that they that they built, but it's got the Microsoft curse. Everybody just mm-hmm. thinks, you know, Microsoft's stupid um, or or unfriendly from a design standpoint. But it's a far superior navigation. I can tell you that. Wow, interesting. So Kindle. So Kindle Fire is my first. <clears throat> My first foray into the Android world. I've been an iPhone user for a couple of years, and I wanted to see what Android was about. And I was okay spending 200 bucks for a tablet, right? Yeah. And I wanted to get in line, so I got it, and I hated it the first couple of days. I didn't like it at all. Uh, the interface seemed like a science fair project compared yeah. to iOS. Uh, although it it's coherent, I mean it's cohesive. I'll say it. And it's a hack. It you know, it's Kindle's own version of Android. Well, they all are, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a Samsung version. Sure. And the HTC problem is, is it's yeah. too open. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of the adoption problem. However, and the carousel, you know, the front screen I thought was horrible. I just think it looks stupid. But the truth is I use that carousel every single day, and it's super functional. It's like the dock yeah. on a MacBook. Mm-hmm. You're flipping through apps, and you're picking them. So I guess they're changing. So, so here's a question. For, for for those who, guys that are on the iOS, can you put weather on the front screen so that you don't have to launch an app to see well, the ha- weather? Yeah. So in the new iOS and iOS five, it is one swipe and you automatically have your weather. It actually is baked into like but, the, the header of it. But even better, I can't find. I, my, I just got my daughter and I phone, which I cannot believe that I even have an iPhone in my house. Wait, wait a second. But anyway, I bought her one of those. Wait a second. So even better is this. What's the weather like? You're not going to do that in every situation. You're not going to speak to your phone in every situation. What? But Kevin. people do. In every situation? 
They only do it. In no, the, they don't. They do it in the doctor's office waiting room when they're sitting right next to you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, let me re- rephrase that. Then they shouldn't be doing that yeah. when just because it's cool. And, and by the way, Android's been able to do that for a long time too. You can pull it up. The question is, can you silently open your phone, look down, and see a three-day forecast or what's happening? Can you do that? The notification screen that's new on iOS 5, you swipe down. You have to open the app, but you can swipe down from the top of the screen downward, and the notification screen comes up. There's a weather widget yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's, it's – Okay, it's, so the swipe down thing that's it, mad it's literally that has been – Swipe. Right. Yeah, so that's the swipe down thing that Android has had since – uh, the first version of it. Right. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, basically. Well, if you look at <laughs> Apple's criteria, one of the things that Apple has done with a lot of stuff is they never really, like, for the most part, filed invented things. No. Oh. They made stuff better. Jobs. They didn't invent the MP3 player. Job said. But they created the yeah. iPod and talked about the industry around it. Well, yeah, better, that, that's the thing that always gets me. Better is a subjective term. I, I've been trying to set up my daughter's uh, iPhone, and I... I do not find the experience better. I find it actually quite ridiculous compared to uh, when I compare to Android. Okay. If if I want to put, uh, we have uh, uh, three three calendars, fa- a family calendar. I have to go to a URL to tell it that I want the additional calendars added to her calendaring system. No, you Why can't I think you're making things a little too complicated. Oh, am I? Well, that's I, yeah, really because okay, it's like I'm interested myself. in that. So I have I had an iPhone. Actually, my wife had an iPhone first. She also was an Apple like absolute hater. Okay, she did not like them. Doesn't like them at all. Also, she's not that big of a, a tech person. She's gonna kind of probably kill me for saying this, but she she's not a tech person at all. So for her, when she got a phone, she needed to be able to just take it out the box and use it. Um, we, as far as calendars, we both have our own individual calendars which we use. So I have my, my personal calendar, my work calendar, and then we have a family calendar that's on Google. It's a Google calendar that we share with all of our kind of family events, soccer games, school stuff, PTA board things. And it is right through the mail app that we're going in, logging into our Gmail account and clicking the button that says add the calendar. And it's just they're all right there. They right. all overlap on right, the right, but Right, but that's not the way that it came in on, on iOS 5. I added her ca- her calendar in. Then my wife has a Google Calendar, and I have a Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. There is no place in iOS to add that. You have to. It literally says in Google Calendar's help that you have to go add that through slash calendar slash iOS. I've never follow the Google instructions for using your Apple yeah, phone. I, I, I shouldn't have had to follow instructions. But, but that's I, the whole I mean, point. I'm a geek. I can build a, a computer. Please. I should. If this is so magical, stop, I shouldn't stop. have to do that. I, I I go to calendars, edit calendar, and I can add calendars. I don't know why you're you having not yeah, but you can add a calendar, but you can't add multiple. It doesn't show my, my wife and I's calendar, even though we shared it with her. So, so okay, how about this? Can you can you add any MP3? Can you take any MP3 that's on your phone and make it a ringtone? Who does that anymore? Fifteen <laughs> uh, year old. Daughters. Uh, that says her. That. Sorry, Jim. Actually, yes, <laughs> you can. Cause I don't know. Mine is sexy, and I know it right now. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. How did you do that, Doug? 
I don't. I don't. How did you add? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't pay attention. I just went to settings. I think it was sounds, uh, ringtone. Yeah, I think it was ringtone. If if we're talking yeah. future wars, and at the top of ringtones, it has all of the purchased ones that I've got there. Ah, ah, purchased. But what if you already had a, a an audio bit that that you wanted to add, and so it was on the phone. You wanted to add that because you had purchased it previously. So basically, we had to download an app. We had to uh, – the app let you snippet the song to the portion that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Then I had to connect it to the computer, drag it off of the computer to the desktop, then drag it back to uh, iTunes, Wait, were you and then using, drag it back to her phone. Were you using a, a Windows machine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you contending well, that would have been different on the Mac? You know, the features You're crossing on. the streams. What are you yeah. doing? What time does the mothership arrive? Here, here's what I'll say. I, I, I mean, I was a I was a Windows guy for you know 15 years or whatever before I switched to to Mac. I, I've never told anybody. Um, I, I've always told people that I think Mac for a reason does a better job. And here's the simple thing. They built the software and the hardware. And when you're in charge of both of those, you get a much smoother experience because you're not reliant on, you know, 1400 manufacturers of phones, you know, to to build a bloated, you know, OS. I that doesn't take into consideration efficiency or whether you can add a ringtone or, you know, add a calendar or whatever. None none of that stuff. All I can tell you is that it's been a smoother experience. I pay a premium price to know that everything that I have just just works and I don't have to worry about things. And and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with people that say, you know what, I'd much rather pay $700 for a laptop and replace it every three years. I'm good with that. that it's, it's all up to you. It's a frame of reference problem, I really think. I- James, James Young is... He's sleeping in there. <laughs> yeah, this is the wrong subject to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to do with me. To me, to, to me, absolute Apple versus. All right, we're gonna Android. we're gonna take <laughs> is a break. This the best of? Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, this is not. Yeah, the best of. this is not the best of. We're gonna find whose idea was it to get mullet on the damn? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you start talking about Apple. Apple. Actually, I don't care. I want people to use what they want to use. Shouldn't well, that be what it is? No, no, you wait. You're not using what you want to use. You're using what either Samsung wants you to use, or what Kindle wants you to use, or what HTC wants you to use. Don't give me that crap. All right, with that, we're going to take a break. I'm not even going to let you respond. Zoomerang online surveys and polls is the fastest and easiest way for your business to create and send surveys online. With Zoomerang, you can create unlimited surveys and polls and send them via email, Facebook, Twitter, or embed them on your website or blog. You can view results in real time and start making better business decisions immediately. Use Zoomerang online surveys to get customer or employee feedback, test a business idea, plan events, and more. It's easy, fast, and best of all, free. Join over 2 million satisfied users and sign up for free at Zoomerang.com. All right, so we got some, you, you guys want to hear some big news? 
Yeah. Zoomerang just got bought by SurveyMonkey. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. So SurveyMonkey bought Market Tools, which is a parent company of uh, of Zoomerang. So they, they it was really funny because um, they you know sent us this panic stricken you know they just signed up as clients of ours a couple months ago and uh, and uh, they sent us the you know just not panic but just hey things might change we're not sure what's going on you know but we just got bought you know and for us that's that's a cool thing I I've never there's probably a 50-50 chance whether we stay on or not you know we'll we'll see but uh really really happy for that organization they they grew the crap out of zoom out of zoomerang so it's it's great to see um I love seeing companies that you know evolve and and make it to that next level so congratulations to both uh, Zoomerang, Market Tools, the parent company, and uh, and SurveyMonkey. It's a it's a great move, and and it'll be great to see, you know, just the them, you know, learn off of each other's, you know, expertise. They both have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of users. So it's only going to make a better product for consumers. So and they're just an incredible company to work with. I, I got to say, they're just an incredible client. So. So we got sidetracked on Sometimes they promote us more than we promote them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's always cool. Yeah, we got sidetracked on books. What's yours, Doug? Uh, I just just got done uh, finishing uh, Steve Jobs, the the Isaac, you know, bio there, and and I was glued to it. Uh, Jen bought it as a gift for me. Thank you, Jen. And uh, and literally I couldn't put it down. It was it was just it, it, it was a I really think it's a masterpiece. Although they actually did just come out with an article on Forbes that one of the things was not true in the book, and that's who the Think Different logo and then the words that came with the the crazies that that commercial. Um, the book you know basically said that it was you know um, Steve Jobs. That you know he he basically masterminded it with the advertising team. The guy actually came out that owned the agency and said, "No, it was this guy at my agency that that did it and did a fantastic job on it." So, but uh, but the the book really makes you understand why Apple has been um, just you know they went through failure and then back into success and everything else, and that that is the pinpoint absolute. Uh, focus that Jobs had was unrelenting. I mean, absolutely to a to a tyrant standpoint. The guy ignored did family, friends, everything to make that company move in the right direction. And uh, it, it just makes you wonder. At the end of it, you know, he died. Uh, part of that. Part of re- part of the reason why he died could have been due to um, basically they said that you know he could have gotten operated on and he could Very have gotten better on, right. and and instead he he well, was he a holistic methodology. I'm not sure that has anything to do with underlying tire. No, no, no. It was it was it was. The, I mean, the book talks where Steve Jobs said, "I made the decision that I wanted to keep working, and I didn't want you know to go into surgery and." I felt that I was in control of my body better. Well, like I was going to say, it's more like mm-hmm. lunacy than, uh, than, than, than... But I, it was, I mean, it was a control. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is So, so his, his freakiness of control actually led him, you know... Led to his own destruction. Led to his own destruction. And not just that. The people that 
keep piled up, you know, or I mean, the book isn't that flattering, you know, that, that you know, it, it's flattering from a focus standpoint, design standpoint, and how Apple really pushes forward. But uh, but from a, I don't know that anybody would would say after reading that book, boy, I want to be the next Steve Jobs. Hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't. What's your book, Adam? I have no idea what you guys talk about. The last book you read is that one? Yeah, the best book you read this year. Best. Uh, I don't know. Uh, It was probably corporate blogging for dummies. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Damn it, that was the one I was going to (laughs) say. I didn't read another book. That's the only one I read. I read it. I read it like four times. Nice. Uh, I, I actually read a couple of really good books this year that, that, I, that I got from Doug. Um, the one from the uh, rework, uh, yes, rework was really good. And then the other one from the publisher, uh, the I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, Maxim, the guy that published Maxim magazine. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. How what, to be rich or yeah, whatever. Yeah. How to be a millionaire or uh, something. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, kind of like your your multi-level marketing, you know, get rich quick scheme and all that, right? Yeah. But it's really almost a, a, a biography of the guy's life. Yeah. And and the, the I think the most important takeaway that I got from that was that you know no matter what you're doing, just do it. Yeah. You know, and 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 do it and and make it work. Instead of, you know, like so many times you see people, they've got the great idea, they don't do anything with it, and then when somebody else comes out with something similar, they go, well, that was my idea. Yeah, well, sure, it was your idea, but you didn't do shit with it, Yeah, you know? execution. Uh, yeah, exactly. It all comes down to that execution. And, and, and I think fearless execution, where he didn't listen... He didn't listen to people that told him. No, it'll never happen. Yeah, he yeah. he was so passionate about what he believed in that, and I I think that's a big problem nowadays. Is you know, people surround themselves. You can surround yourselves with people that support and push you forward, and you well, can surround yourself with people that are always going to try to drag you down. Well, exactly. And you know, I saw this when I worked in a manufacturing environment down in Bloomington, and that. People fear change, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, some people are much more receptive to it, but ultimately, there is a fear of change, no matter what. It's just some people are more capable of handling change than others. They still have a fear of it. And what you would see down there is that anytime you suggest anything, you have these people, this certain group of people, this certain element there that'll never work. Right. That will never mm-hmm. work. And, exactly. And you know, then the other part, especially in what regards to the book, what the guy was saying was that your family will always tell you no, and the reason they're going to tell you no, that's never going to work, is mostly is out of a couple of reasons. One is jealousy, because they're scared to do it themselves. Uh, and the other is, uh, you know, the impact that it could have on them. It's fear yeah. of the impact it could have on them. Because, you know, if it's a wife, you know, hey, we need a stable environment. You can't step out on a limb and hope like hell your business is going to work. We need a job. We need money. We yeah. need insurance and all that stuff. So, you know, and, and, and like you said, you know, hearing the naysayer and, and all that, but not validating that. Well, and if you know, I, I honestly believe that if you sit there and you're passionate enough, that you really love what you do. There's there's a couple of companies here in town, one of them, one of them that, that, that I have close relationships with, and I want to talk to them about it, but they they don't have anybody in internal that loves their product. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. How do you how do you how can you possibly be successful if if, if you don't care if you don't care you know yeah and uh, and and 
and he, yeah, I, I love that. My favorite line in that book? <laughs> I can't say the last word, but if it flies, floats, or something, rent it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Brian, Brian, what's your book? Are you sticking with corporate blogging? He is not. I am sticking with that book. No, come on. No, that, go ahead, Mom. <laughs> wow, we just passed it on. Okay, um, well... I haven't really read anything serious this year. Oh, no. I've read bits and pieces of books all year. Um, yours, Jennifer Capone's SEO book. Um, and I'm on vacation for the next 10 days. There and one of the things I've actually posted out to my kind of Facebook uh, network a couple of days ago was, hey, you, you actually suggested something. But I said geek books. Hey, you, you suggested the Apple book. Yeah. Steve yeah. Jobs book. Yeah. Um, one of the things was, you know, I, I want to read something next week. Yeah. Please be a huge, huge reader. Um, and it's been... I, I stopped. Busy. And and I'm so thankful to Jen for buying me that book. Because I hadn't read a book in like six months because I've been working so much. Right. And it's so nice to stop and read, read a book once a day. But, you know, and I will say this, one of the things that's kind of changed some of my reading habits this year is, is the Kindle. Hard, hard back books, but I'm I'm really enjoying the Kindle, and you know what I find is that it you know it's easy to take with me, and so you know if I've got a meeting and somebody's five minutes late, you know I'm, I'm there and I'm I'm reading for five minutes. I'm also exposed to more because you know the entry price is less. There's you know. Things from the Domino Project and other that either free or you know ninety nine cents or you know whatever, and and it's effortless. And in fact, my you know I've got a, a nine year old grandson, and uh, I downloaded a book for him to read on my Kindle, and he figured out how to download the next in the series all right, by himself. Right, right, right. Oh, that's awesome. And read that, you know, and I didn't tell him anything. Talk about, uh, Wait, the fire while I was out. Yeah, a little bit. I'll, I don't mind Let's, back. Hey, Kevin, Kevin. You, Kevin, you on? Kevin, what happened? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, oh, you're here. So, any any books that you've read this year that you love? Actually, no. Um, I have. I'm kind of like Muhammad. I've been so busy. Um, well, actually, I read this one thing uh, called, called the Internet, and I've been trying to read the entirety of that. But they keep adding to it, so it makes it very difficult to finish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Google's got the whole thing indexed. Just go there. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I need somebody to Google that for me because I keep losing my place as to where I'm at. But I, I do keep up on a lot of blogs, and I do keep up a lot of uh, beta sites. Um, I'm, I'm oversaturated with that, so I'm probably very guilty of being lacks in actually reading something that is not related to my industry and and just casual reading or you know something that's you know replacing the batteries if you will i'm the, I'm the same as kevin like i got I, I every evening i'm sitting there reading through my rss feed reading articles whether it's industry related i do read like some travel blogs and some kind of just like life blogs um i like fashion blogs stuff like that it's, it's that like sitting down with like physical book and committing to 300 yeah. pages that I haven't done in a long time. Jen, what do you think? 
How about what's your it's channel? It's not a geek book, but... Um, okay. It probably doesn't count. <laughs> 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 okay. Um... Digging through old 
old storage bins and all that stuff. I don't know why, but you it's like that. just so... I, I watched the reruns. Do you go to the county dump, too? No, I <laughs> don't. But do you watch seen American my wife, my wife several times is like, don't you even think about making <laughs> Do you watch Hoarders after that? Yeah, that's what oh, I was thinking. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Hoarders. Have you seen American Pickers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Because that's a close one, too, yeah. American well, well, actually, I do watch a lot of TV. I do watch the X Factor, and I do watch it regularly. X Factor, okay. I do. It's not, I wouldn't say it's my, like, show follow show. Follow his wife. I'm trying blow to... up your Twitter feed every yeah, Wednesday don't, night. Don't follow her if you <laughs> actually... Yeah, she will fill up your Twitter feed during X Factor. Like, she tweets faster than Jen. It's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of something actually that came out this year that I was actually kind of surprised by. And... It would probably have to be Once Upon a Time on ABC. Yeah. Which I really was expecting. It's kind of a, a, a present age set drama, but with a lot of like older uh, fairy tale type of time transportation thing between that and Grimm. We're both kind of the same type of concept. Taking old fairy tales, bringing them in a new world. And I was like, this is going to be a really just stupid. There's no way you can do this and then it not suck. And I found it to actually be really interesting. Wow. Maybe your expectations. I've been watching that zombie show that you got me hung up on. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. I, oh, I watch yeah. There's only four TV shows. I figured out four TV shows. There's uh, Walking Dead, uh, Homeland, uh, Dexter, and Bill O'Reilly. Those are your four favorites. Wow. <laughs> That's what I watch. That's my life. And I watch John Daly, John the Daily Show, you know, here and there. So Mine is Justified. By that far. is an amazing show. That is that's some of the best show. writing that's amazing been on what TV is it? in years. It's a crime drama with Timothy Oliphant. It's uh, federal law enforcement in Harlan, Kentucky, and Lexington, Kentucky, and it is fascinating. It really oh, cool. is. Kevin, TV show. Um, I watch whatever the family wants to watch. So I will admit that oh, if I was to pick one, world. yeah, I. I end up watching uh, what's the one with the uh, Miley Cyrus? I, I watched you know a lot of that kind of stuff, but uh, probably Storage Wars would be right. would be my James if, if I have to pick one that I actually get to watch. James Young says uh, Falling Sky, not bad. TNT drama. Harry, you Harry. So uh, I don't watch any current TV shows, but I, I enjoy the Westerns Channel and Turner Classic movies. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I like I, a lot of the stuff that you guys talking about. Like I, I would love to watch. I got rid of cable five years ago. Oh, so cutter. Just got rid of it. So now everything we watch as a house is all. It has to be on Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. If it's not on one of those, we're probably not watching it because we don't as we don't in general kind of gather around the TV except for when we're watching movies now. Yeah. Um, when we watch whatever else, it's on our laptops. So I've got a laptop. My wife's got a laptop. There's a laptop in the living room for the kids to use to stick up to the TV. So we kind of all watch our own things. What's the biggest stinker show? Wow. Uh, uh, it has to be Two and a Half Men with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so terrible. Did everybody hear that? Two and a Half Men with Ashton Kutcher is uh, Adam Small's choice. Mine is Chernova. I half. I'd say Chernova is a big, big disappointment. Uh, it's it's yeah. not going anywhere. I still watch it, but it is not yeah. going anywhere. And we all know. We knew it from episode two. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just I want more dinosaurs ripping shit apart. That's it. That doesn't smell good. Well, I know my wife's not listening, so oh, she'll yeah. say this. <laughs> but if I ever have to watch The Good Wife ever again. Oh, wow. 
Alright. And he watches it on demand. Is that after or before oh. fried green tomatoes? Or? The Good Wife, I just, I don't get it. Not for you. It's not, it's not terrible, Uh-oh. but... Yeah, did we get shut no down? Looks like oh. we lost Kevin. Mohana, did you pick? I did. Picked? Yeah, I guess so. Any bad ones, Jen or uh, Harry? No, I don't have anything. No stinkers. Oh, we do have someone. Hey, is somebody somebody calling in? It's me. Who's this? This is Dave Watson. How are you? Dave, how you doing, sir? Hi, Dave. Not too bad. I was going to jump on the line about the seven levels of communication. That's a self-published book, and it was it was spent more than a few weeks at number one on Amazon in two categories. Wow. And what was it and again? Seven. The Seven Levels of Communication. The author is Michael Mayer. He's a real estate agent or a real estate broker, if you will, out of uh, Kansas City. And it spent number one. I can't tell you how long it spent there. It was more than a few weeks in, number, in two categories on Amazon, real estate and customer service. Wow. Huh. So self-published at that. What was it? What was it that you loved? It, it, it was. It, to tell you the truth, it's kind of funny how you, you talk about all these all these TV shows. It was kind of a love story, if you will, that kind of in, in, a, in a coaching book of how this guy, you know, went from like I wouldn't say nothing, but kind of despair in his career to like finding the girl, lady, the girl of his, of his life, the love of his life, and it was kind of it was kind of fun that way. I mean, at some point, it got hard to put down, even though it was like. One o'clock in the morning, I got I got to put the iPad down to go to bed. Huh. Hmm. Cool. I'm but gonna have to check it out. You were talking about signing books. You know, when you're done with the book, sign it and get, hand it off to the next person. The one thing I've been doing is, is if I'm in someone's house and they have a book bookshelf there, I've been taking a book off the shelf, signing it as the author and saying thank you for last night, and then putting it back and see if they ever notice it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so far, no one has ever said anything about it. But I'm waiting for that to happen. How many times have you done it? About three or four times. So three or four different houses. Oh, that's amazing. That's so, well, what I also do is their calendars too. If they're not paying attention, like the, 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 the 365 day calendars, I'll grab you know go middle of, middle of the year and sign something and put it back down and see if they ever notice it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but does anybody ever finish those, Dave? So do they see it actually? I, I think the only person that's ever done it is my wife, and this is daily Sudoku things. But she's an actuary, so she kind of gets off on the numbers thing. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Dilbert one once. I had to read through every single one. I had to. Far was, side. Yeah, far side. Yeah, the far the side far is the one I've done, that. I've done that at least twice now. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, awesome. That's all I had to say. You guys sound pretty good. And Who was it that recommended that mic that you're using, by the way? You did, Dave. Thank you very much. That's all I, that's all Dave, I did here. Dave Woodson, you know, I, I wanted to learn more about podcasting, and and the pioneer uh, regionally is Dave Woodson. He is uh, he's the man. DaveWoodson.com, and he set me up with the right equipment and uh, got got me rolling. Well, I just had Eric Decker's on today, again. Awesome. He, he was my he, he was my first repeat uh, interview, so I may have to get you on again next year as well. When when are we going to get you to drive down here and visit us? I think I'll be down there for Social Media Summit. What, what day is that again? That's on the thirtieth, uh, I think. Yeah. So I don't know when. Up at uh, Three Wise Men. Okay, so we'll 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 see you then. I'll be there, so uh, I'll look forward. And you guys sound good. I'll talk to you later. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, with that. We're gonna close out the show. So thanks everybody. 
And uh, that was a fun show. Good stuff. Connect with us anytime at marketingtechblog.com. And from there, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tech Blog.